I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Hello and welcome to the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to visit futureself.com where you can get the one-page Future Self checklist as well as the full Future Self course and other amazing goodies. All of these are free at futureself.com. All you have to do is put your email in. You'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State checklist and my ebook Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. Flow is the mental state where you're totally absorbed in what you're doing. It's where you're fully engaged. Your full soul is in it. You're just doing one thing and you're totally there. And you ultimately operate at subconscious levels so that there's no inhibition. It's effortless. You're just totally there. You're not worried about anything else. And it's just effortless high performance. That's what flow is. Time slows down, nothing else matters. Recently, I interviewed Stephen Kotler. Stephen Kotler is one of the world's experts on flow. And in his new book, The Art of Impossible, he talked about an activity that creates more flow that I thought was really interesting and unique. So Stephen is a writer. He's a journalist. He's written many books. But the thing he does to create more flow in his life is actually skiing. He skis downhill, you know, like snow skiing. And so when asked, you know, Stephen, how are you so productive at writing? He actually says, I throw myself down a mountain on my skis twice a week. What he's talking about is what he calls a high flow activity or his highest flow activity. So there's something that probably you do that creates a lot of flow in your life that maybe if you've now grown up and you're now too busy and you've got life, job and stuff like that, you don't do that high flow activity. For Steven, it's skiing. He does that twice a week for two to six hours because it gives him flow. It gives him a sense of enjoyment. It de-stresses him. Everything else stops mattering. He can just let go of life and the pressures for a minute and just ski. It puts him in flow. And when you're in flow, you experience a lot of dopamine, a lot of joy, a lot of learning, a lot of brain plasticity, a lot of play. A lot of research shows that you need to have play in your life for creativity, for imagination. So ultimately, Stephen skis so that he can have more flow in his writing. How you do anything is how you do everything. And so because he's skiing and he's actually prioritized himself, that's a form of active recovery. It's a form, you know, it's recovery from work and the stresses of life, and it's just him prioritizing himself. And so I ask you, what is a high-flow activity that you should engineer more into your week just for the sake of enjoyment, just for the sake of being in flow? For me, it's running and it's reading. When I do those things, I'm in experiencing a lot more flow. And when I do those things, I have a lot more flow in the other areas of my life. So the number one thing that I invite you to do actually to have more flow in your life is to put in your schedule at least once or twice a week your high flow activity, whatever that is. For me, running and reading, just taking time to do that for a few hours and giving myself permission to put myself in a lot of ways first so that I can have that flow. So have a high flow activity. And again, having more flow leads to being in more flow because how you do anything is how you do everything. And a lot of people, think about yourself, for example, a lot of people, they get used to not being in flow. They get used to being distracted at work, distracted at home. They're never actually taking the time to be fully present 
Maybe they go to the gym, but their workouts are distracted or they're just rushing through it. And so it's really nice to schedule in an engineer once or twice a week, your high flow activity where you've got one or maybe even a few hours just to enjoy that thing. Whatever it is, maybe it's playing guitar for you. Maybe it's watching a movie. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is, whatever your high flow activity is, but just throw that in your calendar, in your schedule once or twice a week. Because what it trains your brain to do is, is it trains your brain to be used to being in flow. And when you train yourself to be in flow, that then transfers to other areas of your life. So for example, if you're in flow a lot while doing your high flow activity, that'll transfer over to when you're at work. One of the things that Kotler recommends, and this isn't new information, is obviously creating flow first thing in the morning. When you're actually working, give yourself 90 to 120 minutes of purely focused flow-based work. Now, Again, if you have your high flow activity engineered once or twice in your week, you're going to be more recovered. You're going to have more flow. You're going to have more self-connection. And so it's actually going to be easier to wake up because you'll be more recovered. Obviously, sleep's a big aspect of this as well. But you're going to be more recovered so that you can actually wake up and just get straight into it. Now, one of the worst things you can do for flow is wake up and first thing in the morning look at your phone. Because flow means you're fully absorbed in what you're doing. Although your brain is operating at a high level, it's actually moving slower. It's in more of that alpha state where you're not spread in too many different directions. It's you're fully focused on one outcome at a time. You're fully focused and in flow on one thing. And so if you wake up and look at your cell phone or you start scrolling through social media or you start looking at your email, you've now pulled your brain into so many different directions that it's hard to be fully engaged, fully immersed in what you're doing. And so if you want more flow and therefore high performance and more taking your work and your life to the next level, wake up first thing in the morning, get yourself hydrated and in the right environment, and ultimately focus on your important goal, your number one task, whatever that is. For Kotler, and even for me, it could be writing books. For you, it might be working on a project or a goal or studying for a test or something like that. Whatever it is for you, maybe thinking about a product. Wake up and spend 90 minutes or more if you can without any distraction. That doesn't mean you can't take breaks. You know, you might work for 30, take like a five-minute hydration break, walk, do some jumping jacks or something, but don't look at your phone during those breaks. Keep yourself in flow. Actually, while you're taking those breaks, you're going to be shocked at how quickly your your brain can quickly pull things together. When I'm in a deep writing session, often when I get up and just walk around for like two to five minutes, all of a sudden it all starts coming together. I get so many ideas. So taking those breaks is nice, but not to look at your phone and send your brain in different directions. This concept of waking up and focusing in pure flow for the first 90 to 120 minutes is what some people call eating the frog. Eating the frog means you do the worst first. As Mark Twain said, if you have to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. If you have to eat two frogs, eat the big one first. And so what I like about this is, is first off, Kotler is inviting us to put active recovery into our life. Active recovery, meaning we experience flow, joy, all the good, you know, neuro benefits of doing your high flow activity of being in flow and then transferring that to your work, waking up and spending 90 or more minutes eating your frog, doing that thing that you know you want to do. That's putting the important before the urgent. What's urgent is your daily meetings, your stresses, your job, your schedule. What's important is your future self. It's that 90 minutes of flow-based time that if you did it on a regular basis, your life would keep advancing. If you spent that 90 minutes in flow working towards your biggest goals, you'd be you'd have all those books written or you'd have that business moving forward or you'd have that channel built. Whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, if you actually spent 90 plus minutes a day 
focused on that and in flow. And being in flow requires, you know, in a lot of ways that you were recovered well, you slept well, you're hydrated well, you're, you're spending time in gratitude. So you want to have flow while flow, your high flow activity, you want to have flow for 90 or more minutes before the busyness of the day on your number one tasks. And then ultimately you want to have flow in just your general recovery. So general recovery may be just whenever you're not at work, you know, when you're at home, for example, or with your family or your loved ones, that kind of flow should be just purely connected. Again, full engagement, what you're doing, fully connected, not distracted. And in order to do that, I think that you need those other two things. You need your high flow activity. You need to be flow at work. And then you need to psychologically detach. Psychological detachment from work means you fully disconnect. And there's a lot of research on this. In order to fully absorb yourself and connect and be in flow, you got to fully disconnect. I think your high flow activity will help you with that, but also just in general, recovering, turning off. One of the best ways to do that ultimately is to have had a good day. Because if you've had a good day, if you have been in flow, if you've made progress towards your big goals, not just been busy and ultimately been on the hamster wheel, but if you've made big progress, then you can be satisfied. And so at the end of the day, you track your progress, you take some time for self-reflection, say what worked, what didn't work, and ultimately make better plans, and then define the one to three key activities you want to accomplish tomorrow, and then boom, just recover. Go home and be fully immersed with your family. Flow in these three areas doesn't feel the same. Flow in your high flow activity may be feelings of joy or pleasure or whatever, kind of like Kotler skiing. Flow in work may be totally different. And flow at home when you're fully engaged with your family may be different as well. There could be elements and there probably should be elements of creativity and play in all three of those. But some may be more relaxing. Some may be more high stress. Some may be more intellectual. But either way, you want to create flow in all areas of your life. How you do anything is how you do everything. But also you want to raise the standard for your week. Think about it. One of the things I like about what Kotler is talking about is that he has a high standard for the experience he has in a typical week. He wants to have those high flow activities in his week. He wants to be skiing. He wants to be deep in flow riding, but he also wants to be recovering. And so think about it. Most people, they have very low standards for their tradi- for their typical experience. They're fine spending most of their time distracted. They're fine scrolling social media. They're fine eating bad food. They're fine not being fully engaged at work. They're fine not being fully engaged at home. And so their typical week, their regular core experience is pretty low quality. They've uh, they've kind of settled for a low standard of experience for themselves. Think about this. What what is the regular experience to your future self? What does their regular week look like? What does their regular day look like? You get to engineer that if you're someone who wants to live at a high conscious level, if you want a lot of flow in your life. So that's why you want to throw in these high flow activities. And that's why you want to design your morning to be in flow and to make progress towards what's important towards your future self. Because as you make those investments in your future self, as you're experiencing more flow, again, how you do anything is how you do everything. It becomes a way of life. You then have this new subconscious standard that everything you do is you being in flow. You end up having less things on your to-do list, but the few things you do are the things that really matter to you, and you're focused on quality over quantity. You're focused on doing a few good things really well at work. You're focused on your high, high flow activity, and you're focused on being fully immersed with your family. And that ends up giving you more confidence and creativity for making more peak experiences, more positive experiences with your family. So those are the three ways to create flow. Engineer in your high flow activity multiple times a week if you can, at least once a week. Focus on the first 90 minutes of your day, creating high focus, important work, eating your frog, and then ultimately psychologically detaching and allowing yourself to recover and being fully engaged with your loved ones or in whatever forms of recovery you have as far as not being at work. 
literally allowing yourself to psychologically detach from work if you can psychologically detaching from technology and even if you can maybe the food and the pressures of the day you know letting yourself detach and recover and maybe fast to some degree from some of the stresses if you can let yourself go from work and technology and just enjoy you know for me for example i've got six kids so just enjoy being there keeping my phone off my person keeping it on airplane mode and not worrying about missing out and and letting that just come for tomorrow then i can wake up i can sleep really well i can detach really well and then i can wake up and i'm actually turbocharged to go deep into flow and then this then just becomes this incredible cycle of you having higher and higher quality weeks and ultimately purging out the distractions, purging out the things that are not giving you the quality you want. So I really heavily encourage you to experience more flow in your life. Focus on these three things. High flow activity that's just all about supercharging you and your life and your enjoyment. 90 plus minutes of eating the frog flow in the morning, no inputs, no distractions. And then ultimately detaching from work and just unplugging from work and technology and being fully engaged with your loved ones. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one page future self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full future self course and other goodies such as my peak state checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times and my ebook slipstream time hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies. And until next time, be your future self now. Talk to you soon.